It's Pete Price. It's my fabulous podcast. And more and more people are subscribing, which is lovely. And you should subscribe because it costs nothing. Right now, would you like to be an actor? Would you like to know how to be an actor? Would you like to know why you would need to go to an acting school? Well, listen to Mark Hudson, who is an acting coach to the stars, both in America and England. Hear what he's going to say about the soaps and about acting and also reality TV. Mark Hudson. Liverpool Live. Hello, Mark Hudson. Hello, Pete Price. Thank you very much for joining us on a bank holiday. It's great to be here. Now, you were an actor yourself, weren't you? Uh, very, very briefly. Yeah. It's something that I always wanted to do um, all through all, all through my childhood mm-hmm. and then went off to drama school and realised it. It perhaps wasn't for me. Um, and by the end of my three years at Central, I kind of knew that I wanted to do something else, something... Yeah. I wanted to be still involved, but I wanted to do something different. And um, I, I went to the BBC, um, worked as a producer for, uh, for 10 years, and then decided I wanted to get back into um, working with actors. And I went back to Central again for a second time and did uh, MA... Um, uh, actor training course right. and um, yeah and and I've been kind of doing it for 20 odd years ever since. Mark looking back and you said yourself that it wasn't what you wanted to do but looking at yourself now and because you trained so many actors and you've helped, helped so many what do you think you were doing wrong or was it just you weren't enthusiastic or did you feel... No you... I was too young right. I wait, I, I, see drama's Kids have been taken at 18. At 18, I know at 18 you think you know everything about everything, but do you really know yourself that well? Mm -hmm. And for me, I think I was probably a very young um, 18-year-old. And I think 18 is just perhaps a little bit too young um, to go through that training and to go through what is expected of you, or certainly what was expected of you then, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about the early 80s, it's not like it is today, um, you know, we were expected to um, do things that now we would consider, we wouldn't say was right or, or yeah. proper. Now. So what have you done through the pandemic, and how have actors um, uh, coped because I know on the entertainment side that a lot of people have been singing and doing whatever they do on social media, and they're not just doing it because uh, of 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 money or anything like that. They're doing it because they're missing their trade, aren't they? Yeah, it's been it's for lots of people. It's been really really tough. Lots of actors have been desperate to get out there and do stuff, and as you say, some some have managed to do things. Uh, and some television productions have be have kept on running. Um, I think Kay Mellor's um, The Syndicate was the very first production to actually mount once we'd gone into lockdown. Um, 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 you know, and, but I know it, it's those shows that have done it, it. It's been really difficult because people, the actors, are having to stay in bubbles. They're constantly being tested. Uh, the expense on top oh. of what is already really expensive has been huge. You know, and I, I, I hear about productions who have been stood down 
ten times in a in a production. You know, it's on, and it's the cost is astronomical. But you know, they've done it, and they, we've we've kind of pulled through it as a school. Um, we were we, we we were okay. I mean, we got really really loyal students, <laughs> and you know, we went. We took all of the classes online, and the vast majority of them came online with us, and so we carried yeah. on um, as normal. It's in- interesting you say that, Mark, because one of our friends, I won't mention his name, but one of our friends that we both know, um, I always remember, and this was when I first, I knew you, but this is when I first realised how important you were, he works and he's doing well but he always made sure, and when he was living in London, he would be in Manchester on Monday for his acting class. Yeah, it was that important uh, to him. I mean, you know, the, the, the students are really... I, I always say that, that, that the reason that the school is successful in the end is because of the students, you know. Mm-hmm. In the end, they're the ones who go out there and they do do well. They're the ones who go out there and spread the word, if you like. Yeah. Um, it's... it's they are a fascinating bunch of people. I'm glad you used the word fascinating because the thing that fascinates me about Mark Hudson is that you will go down to a television play, a drama or a soap opera um, and you will be advising them uh, as an acting coach. Now, I don't understand that, so explain it to me, because these are already actors and actresses who are doing their, uh, their or performing their craft. What do you do? How do you enhance it? What are you there for? Uh, well, I think, I think for two things. Sometimes I get, would get involved in the early days of the casting process, particularly with the continuing dramas like Coronation Street and Emmerdale. Um, I might get involved by running casting workshops with the casting director and the producers. And, and the reason for that is the things that are asked of actors in continuing drama or soap operas is it's ridiculous, really, because they have to do so many different things. Um, and you can't test that they can do all those things in an audition. So so they use the workshops that I do in the audition process to actually see what range the actors have. Then once the actors get jobs, um, quite often I will work with them to help them bed in. Because for most people going into those shows, it's a real culture shock because... They work very long hours, they do a lot of episodes a week, and quite often they're filming five, six, sometimes even eight or nine episodes at the same time, so they have to get their head around jumping the story backwards and forwards, and that's something that can you, you can learn how to do. And um, so that's how it started. Um, I first got involved in Coronation Street. Tony Wood was the producer, and the girl, um, Lucy Jo Hudson, was playing Katie, and I think she was killing her father in the garage, and it was really heavy, heavy dramatic stories for for a continuing drama. And she was young, she was very, very young, and Tony thought she needed some help. Not because she couldn't do it, it's because they wanted to put in place support for any help that she thought she might need. Um, and, And that's how it started, and since then, I've kind of been... I've done that with Coronation Street um, pretty much ever since. Mm. I drive to 
20 years, really. It, it, you know, uh, people always think, oh, do they come to you because they can't do it? That's absolutely not it. They come to me because they might... It's uh, ITV are offering them support yeah. if they've got a particularly difficult story oh. or something that is asking a lot of them. Yeah. Um, one of the most recent ones I, I, I work with with Harry Nazioni when Seb, he played Seb in killed and he was working on the, on the death his death let me just stop you there mark your phone's going in and out um i'm struggling a little bit i'm sorry right sorry you were telling us about Zab. So I worked with him when he was when he was working um, when he was filming his his exit from the show his death scene. Mm -hmm. So you know it's making sure that we get everything right. So it's just offering support and help. Really, mm -hmm. it's not because they need it. It's because the company want them to to support them. That's, That's the good. Thing. That's great. Now I. Um, as you know, uh, I've been in the business a long time. I knew uh, Vera Duckworth, uh, Liz Dawn, and uh, Bill Tommy, Um And they struggled when they first went in because they were entertainers. They struggled with the lines. I always remember them telling me, I think Liz had some of her lines in the fruit bowl. And Bill had his stuck on the wall. But then part of their brain opens. Is there a part of your brain that you can learn lines with a lot easier when it's opened? Well... If you think when they first went into the show, there was two episodes a week. Mm. Now they're doing six episodes yeah. a yeah. week. So you know it's it's an it's an awful lot of learning for them, and quite often they um, change the scripts on the day because people are ill. Particularly at this at this current time yeah. with COVID, you know they're constantly having to reschedule shows um, and uh, so much more is asked of the actors and it's tough it's really really tough and yeah but, you know in theory the right side of your brain is is if you if you keep that active um helps you learn lines mm -hmm. i know you've always said that you'd struggle with lines. i've always struggled always struggled with lines but mm -hmm. i think you said it now so often that you, it's convinced myself that you believe yeah. yeah yeah no i understand what you mean over that i i completely agree now with actors, many, many young actors now, we've got uh, Netflix, we've got huge uh, TV companies now, and more and more young actors are being used. Is this more difficult for them? Um, do they struggle or are they picked up and spat out? No, it's fascinating because I think what we're seeing... One of the, one of the really good things that I think has come out of the lockdowns and this pandemic is that everybody now has stopped the in the room auditioning everybody now auditions with a self-tape and then maybe a zoom yeah. um casting session and another zoom casting session and on and on, and on but all zoom casting sessions and so what's happened is the whole world has been opened up to everybody and so what i'm seeing now certainly with our own students at, the, at manchester school of acting is that more people than ever are getting jobs in America or Australia than at any time I can remember. And it's fantastic. It's like, you know, for a lot of these kids, it's life-changing. And it, it's amazing. Mm. And, and, you know, and the, um, whereas here, we'll only do maybe, well, we, we would always traditionally do six episodes of something. We've now got into this thing where they seem to only want to do three episodes of anything. 
the Americans, it's not unusual for them to do 10, 12, 24 episodes of a series. And that much exposure worldwide really does change somebody's life. And it's, it's really exciting. It's a really exciting time, actually. Yeah. Talking about exciting times, uh, it's amazing, and you've seen it over the years, how things have changed. Channel 5 right now are becoming tremendous for drama. Yeah, they are. But I worked, I worked with Charlie Brooks on a thing which I think in the end was called "Lie with Me." It was word. phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Yeah, that, a jealous that was wife. Made yep. For Australian television, and Channel Five picked it up. But it, that was yes. Uh, yeah, I worked with Charlie on that. I thought it was tremendous, and of course, she's going back into EastEnders. She is. She is indeed. Why do you think things change? Because I remember Colin McEwen from LA Productions saying that Channel 5 was, um, they were taking a chance with drama, but they were changing their, their, their way. They were going to drama. Where ITV was always big for drama. Is it cycles? I think it's... I, <laughs> I think it's difficult. I think the commercial stations have always struggled, I think. You know, the BBC has always been the place where everybody's thought, well, you've got them, and you've got them for 55 minutes, and you can you know without any commercial breaks. Um, but I think people's viewing, viewing habits have changed now. I don't know how many people watch things in real time. So many people now seem to watch things in on catch up yeah, yeah. that actually quite often they can skim through the commercials very quickly and so they don't so it's not the, it's the same so, um, so maybe that has something to do with it but you're right channel five is, is spectacular the stuff that they're producing right now. now i say to actors or singers or anybody in the industry that i'm in and correct me if i'm wrong on this my mom always told me Get a trade before you go into the industry because it's going to be the hardest thing ever. I got a trade. I never went back to it, but I've always reinvented myself. I am not a singer. I am not a comic. I'm not a broadcaster. I know my talent, so I have to reinvent myself all the time. Am I right saying to people, listen, if you want a nice life, you've also got a way of making money unless you make it to the big time? Yeah, I think... It's very, very difficult to make a living unless you are a leading actor. Um, if uh, it's, it's uh, when I first started coaching, um, there was a television series called Clocking Off. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can remember that. I do indeed. Um, I do great, indeed. Great, yeah. a great series. Um, an actor. I remember one of one of the students getting a job on Clocking Off, and. F for a week's work, he was being paid £5,000, which to him, well, to everybody, felt like a huge amount of money. Today, 22 years later, if he was doing that job today, he'd get 750 So yeah. it's, you know, it, things are, it, it, it has changed. So the people at the top seem to be earning more and people at the bottom who need it, who are coming into it yeah. perhaps are earning a little less yeah. 
Um, it's interesting. Why do people who are successful in a soap um, or a, a, an ongoing drama or uh, in a, a play want to go back on a theatre? Because they don't earn the money anymore in theatres. Uh, why do they, in your opinion, as, as an acting coach? I think people come to acting in the first place because they love to perform on stage. I think some, I, that's their first love. I think something then comes, something comes along and they get sucked into this television bubble. Um, but I think people's heart still is always in theatre. The thing about theatre is, well, film, they always say, is the director's medium. Television is the writer's medium, but theatre is the actor's medium. And the reason actors love theatre is because you can, once the curtain goes up, that's it. Nobody's going to say cut. It's yours. It's in your hands. And the the other thing, that reason actors love it, is that tomorrow night you can have another go. If it doesn't go as well as you think, you can have another go tomorrow. You know, and, and don't underestimate yeah. the value yeah. of that. Yeah. You mentioned writers. Uh, I'm right in assuming, once again, without mentioning names, some writers earn more than actors in soaps these days. They do. They earn a lot more, absolutely. Is there a reason for that? Uh, I think... I don't. I, I don't know the answer to that. Pete. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm. I think they work. They 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 work incredibly hard. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's difficult. I think some of them do. I think some of them earn a tremendous amount. I have some friends who are in reality shows. You have some friends in reality shows. But taking that away from it, I was incensed at cheap television i.e. reality shows, and it really still annoys me. And these people think they've got a talent, and in my humble opinion, my humble opinion, they have no talent at all. They're very lucky people. What's your opinion on reality shows? Yeah, I I think the difficulty with reality is... it, It throws, thrusts people into the spotlight, and I think... Unless there's a support network for it, then you, it's quite damaging to a lot of them. And I think, I think it's changed our landscape. I think it's changed the the entertainment landscape. You know, I I hate this this network star. Everybody uses the word star now, and you think you, a reality star. What is a star? Mm. Is a star. I, I, I was watching um, Witness for the Prosecution on television today. You know, Charles Lawton and Marlena Dietrich. They yeah. they were stars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. Three weeks on Love Island. I'm not so sure that that means you're a star. Yep. Okay. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Mark, but but, but the, the audience love them, and these people they got they got a lot of clout. You know. Yep, they do indeed. Mark, we're running out of time. If people want to be an actor, um, what advice would you give? And also, how do they get in? Because it's not easy to get into your acting school, is it? Um, well, we get a lot of applications, and we audition, and we, you know, you know, and we audition 
students that come to the school audition two or three times um, and we because we're not the right place for everybody it, we're very serious uh, it's not a drama group it's not you know it's not somewhere you go just to have a bit of fun the kids who, who, and, and people who come to us come because they are very serious about being actors I think if you love it if you want to do it then you just got to find somewhere where you can do it. You know, there's lots of... If you want to do it and have fun, then go and find a really good amateur theatre group. Go and do that. You know, if you if you are really serious about wanting to have it go and do it professionally, then go and find a really good school, you know, and, and but, but, but learn how to do it well. Because what happens is lots of people get cast in television um, and getting the first job is tough but getting the second job is often even tougher so you have to have a skill set to actually be able to do that what do you I've got last question I could ask you a million questions you know that I find <laughs> you a fascinating man what how do you deal when you're teaching at the uh, Manchester School of, of Acting how do you deal uh, with teaching students the reality of re rejection because it's all very well teaching them but the actual reality of rejection and I've been there and you've been there and no one it's a black hole sometimes and it's horrendous yeah but I think the, I think you go into it knowing that you, you know it's a, it is a level playing field because in the end you know somebody who is in that audition process is going to get it if it's not you it's it, you know, and you and you have done a good audition. It's probably not nothing to do with your acting. It's because somebody else was a better fit. Somebody else was a better match. You know, it's rarely about about um, your acting. You know, at the end of the day, a casting director and a director might be left with three amazing actors for every role. Only one of them's going to get it. Yeah. So two of them are going to think they've done something wrong. They haven't. Yeah. It's just that the one they go for is the better fit. Mark. You can't take it personally. Talk to you all night. How can they find out more about your amazing school? Um, ManchesterSchoolOfActing.co.uk so, why not just subscribe and you'll get all the podcasts. I'd love to be with you all the time. Liverpool Live.